What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Coffee Table with myself, Patrick Franken, and Awesome Battaglia. Hello, hello. We just got off an awesome weekend of wildcard games, so we're just going to dive into reviewing the AFC games, reviewing the NFC games, kind of doing our usual players of the week, and then we'll look ahead to some of the games that are already set for next week. Uh, Austin, what are your, before we get specifically into the AFC games, what are your just initial thoughts on how this weekend was football wise? So I going into it, I did not like the whole bringing a seventh team into the playoffs, but after this weekend, I loved it. I mean, there was, it felt like March madness where there's football all day for two straight days. And it was just, it was incredible. Um, and I think, you know, I, I tuned into the Nickelodeon one for a little bit and I was like, what the heck is going on? And it just like, I think no matter who you are, you start thinking of like what other channels they can do it with or what other like broadcasters. And the thing that immediately came to my mind was like for all the old parents and stuff to just have like, you know, the people like, oh, I don't like his hair or like any of the, like just have two old people being like, mm, I don't know about that blue hair or a nose ring. Ooh, I don't like that at all. That's and just great. have, <laughs> that's all what I could think about is like the next channel to go to. I don't know what I, channel that would be on though. I had a friend bring up that like, there could be an alternative broadcast of like comedians who are just kind of like joking the whole time and mm -hmm. maybe doing sometimes like a jokingly like like commentary of the game, but mainly just like hanging out while watching football. And <laughs> right? I thought that could be kind of interesting. Like it doesn't I mean, have to be game specific. Especially when we're looking at like, what is saving television right now? It's live events. That's literally, otherwise the streaming networks are completely taking over. So if you can find ways to get, you know, even though it's not Nickelodeon's like forte to do NFL games, if you can get a live event on there, that's going to bring more viewership for sure. So I think that's, that could be looking at the future right there and the NFL oh, views our views. So. Yeah. And I totally agree about the like March madness feel. I haven't been this excited watching other teams that I don't really care about, you know, for the NFL, like always love watching the Packers, but I'm not always that interested in other teams games. And and I know it's the playoffs too, I guess, but having game back to back to back was awesome each day. I really liked it. Yeah. So do you have anything that? No, other, other than, you know, even though the games weren't that necessarily great, it just still felt awesome to sit on a couch all day. Yep. And, and like do something instead of the feeling like, Oh man, I'm sitting on a couch all day and maybe I should be doing something, but Oh wait, I can't go anywhere. So then you just feel bad. Um, so let's dive into the first game. We started with, I really enjoyed this game. Um, Bills versus the Colts. The Bills ended up beating the Colts. It was a lot closer than a lot of us thought. And what were your kind of overall takes from that game? Yeah. So first of all, I think the Colts blew this one. I think you know, as great as the Bills had that's, looked. That's like exactly what my first bullet point is. It's hilarious. <laughs> I, I mean, they they had it, and they have a great team. Um, but the, the fourth down decision in the first half, I thought was just – like you were too far – if it was one or two yards, that's one thing, but that was a four-yard play that they had to try and convert. And um, it, it wasn't like they were down 10 or something to where you could maybe argue – okay, you're the underdog and you already feel like this game's getting out of control. You want to just kind of, you want to get seven. It was like, they were in the lead, get, add some extra points on there, make, put up, put the pressure on the bills. I thought that was such a weird decision. It, I mean, it went from, cause they totally controlled that first half and just that one. And now granted that they could have stopped a 96 yard drive and we won't be talking about it, but at the same time, get the points. Like I know it doesn't sound like the, the new age football that everyone always talks about. But in that, like you're looking at right before halftime, all what you need to do is go into half thinking we just won that first half. Now it's a zero zero ball game for the second half. Let's go win that. And instead it's like you lost all the momentum just because you got zero points out of it. And then they got, it was a 10 point swing. I was just going to say you, you lost, you made that decision on a 10 point swing when it could have just been four, if you're worried mm -hmm. about them scoring a touchdown, it's like, okay, they might, but 
why don't you get some points? I, they were in the lead. I, I, that was so weird. I mean, it just yeah. seemed out of place. And, and I, you know, I guess you can respect the whole, like, let's go get the win right now type of mentality and try and put them away early. But to me, like the red zone is the hardest spot to play in from an offensive standpoint. The four yard line is a lot tougher than the one or two. Like it's a lot tougher to get a four yard rush. So that pretty much means they know you're passing the ball. And granted, you know, if Phillip Rivers just doesn't overthrow it, we're not sitting here second guessing and the Colts probably win the game in my mind. True. But I guess just, I didn't think Rivers has been on point all season. So it just seems weird to put that big of a, I know he's been but in. That's the what they, they signed so him long, to do but, that. I mean, that's. The, yeah, but he hadn't done it all year. So it's just crazy <laughs> that you then in that decision are like, oh yeah, we like what we see. It's like, no, take the points. Your guy can't throw the ball that well. Yeah. I, I mean, I, when it was happening, I thought that they should have been kicking. I Well, I thought they were actually going to do the thing where they go up and then they try and draw them off sides to gain an extra two yards. And then you can have the conversation because I thought it was going to be that. And then they'd call a timeout or take a delay a game and kick the field goal. I yeah. thought it was going to be one of those classic situations. And then they actually snap the ball and I go, okay, this is happening. And then Rivers just keeps backing up, backing up, backing up. Now Pittman was open on the play, but it was still just, I, I don't know. I don't know. Just, I, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. I guess and, for and something then, like that. But you in know, the moment, I agree. I didn't like it. You know, I will also say Josh Allen, incredible player. Um, and watching him play, he is just zipping the ball. Like it's really cool to watch. It, it's just got that awesome aspect of like he's going to make something fun happen, and I, I've been enjoying that. And I don't know if it's just straight up we that there's no like rooting for the Patriots right now, but this playoffs just seems more interesting to me. <laughs> like, and it might only be because of that fact. Like you don't have the Patriots where you're like, well, they're probably going to, I don't know, find a way to make it somehow. Yeah. I mean, it's anyone's ball game. And I think the other thing is this is definitely the most I've ever paid attention to the NFL in a season. So that's true. I feel way more connected to like those random teams as well. Okay, so we will focus on the Bills kind of in our later segment when we look towards the next game. So before going to the next game, what do you think's next for the Colts? What do you kind of see? What do you think they should do heading into the next season, if anything? Yep, so I'll put my GM hat on, and I like where I'm at if I'm the Colts. Um, you have the 21st pick in the draft. I think you go after a pass rusher um, because I think they have the necessary tools to – like they have the offensive linemen, they have a stud running back, they have some young wide receivers. Um, quarterback, I think, needs to be addressed. I would rather go try and get a veteran quarterback, hashtag Ryan Fitzpatrick. You know, he's the classic veteran quarterback that, you know, can take keep taking you to the playoffs. Um, mm-hmm. But I think they're in a win-now mode. Um, and I think get yourself a pass rusher or if a stud wide receiver falls, but I don't see that happening. So that's where I'm thinking – pass rusher or um, maybe take a flyer on Trey Lance or Mac Jones if they fall that far. But I I think the one thing they need, especially with Justin Houston getting older is a pass rusher. So that, that's my philosophy. Yeah. And I saw Justin Houston's a free agent this year. So um, I pretty much wrote, I, I agree with a lot of what you said. I think the biggest thing I wrote down was add a decent secondary piece and there's a couple of veteran cornerbacks that are free agents that I thought, you know, I don't know how likely it is that they get them in terms of um, if, you know, those guys are going to sign with their teams, but the Colts are th- have the third most cap space entering next season. So they have a lot of money to work with. I think bringing in a guy, even though they're not as great as maybe they used to be, but like Richard Sherman or Patrick Peterson, because their past defense wasn't very good. Mm-hmm. So I just thought that would be a huge thing. And then quarterback wise, I kind of have an interesting. Are you going I, with the Wentz thing? No. Okay. I'm kind of I, going. I'm I'm going with resign Brissett. Like the guy. I didn't watch enough last year, so I'm just basing it on that they won games with him. But I don't know. Guy knows your system, and he's got a cannon. And if, I, my my thought on that is like because I agree or I did agree, but at this point, I feel like if you thought Brissett was good. You should have done it already. Yeah. We we would know by now. 
And that's so, why there's got to be something that's holding them back. So I get that too. Or how about, how about this? How about this? Jameis Winston. Uh, I'm backing off that because it sounds like the Saints are pretty gung-ho on re-signing him. I mean, I guess okay. it's up to him, but all broadcast against the Bears was, and Sean Payton keeps talking about how much he loves Winston and they think he's going to be that guy well, next year. Then, then get Taysom Hill. <laughs> Interesting. I saw, I didn't go into who would be possible or like who was actually in the contention for it, but there's some Watts, Deshaun Watson trade rumors. I've, I've seen that with Miami. Um, and I think that's the interesting one. Um, but I, I think the Colts, I don't think Phil Rivers is your answer. Um, I think no. he, and I, he's kind of like the Mark Jackson was to the Warriors of, okay, he got you to that next step. Now get the guy that's going to take you over the top. And I'm, I'm not sure quite who that is, um, but they need a guy that, um, I, I don't know. I want a guy that can extend the play a little bit more than Rivers can. Yep, I agree with that. And I, I think we we both agree they're, like you said, win now, extremely close to being just the top-tier team. And I think it bodes well that they have a decent draft pick and a lot of money to work with. So it'll they're, be, they're young and talented, for sure. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do over the offseason. All right, heading into AFC game number two. Ravens beat the Titans. What were your thoughts on this game? Uh, I was weirdly cheering for the Ravens just like really hard for some reason. And I think it was just because I wanted to see the Lamar Jackson have success. Um, and man, he, when that offense just commits to, we're going to run the ball and especially against a defense that can't stop the run. Uh, it is, it's pretty impressive to watch. It's just good football. Um, you'll hear me say later when we talk about a certain Chicago team that that's bad football the Ravens are just playing good football right now. Um, and I think the thing that really stuck out was just their, their run defense. I mean, Derrick Henry has been destroying everyone and they held him to what, like 1.5 yards per carry. So yeah. it, I, I think, you know, that really does bode well for them in their next matchup, which we'll get to, but man, they look like the team that uh, when we, at the beginning of the season and we were like, who had the best off season? And we kept saying the Ravens and the Colts. Um, the Ravens finally are starting to show that. And I don't know if it's just all the injuries and COVID and everything else was kind of distracting from it before, but they're, they're looking legit now. I don't think I'm as high on it as you were. I still thought this was an extremely ugly game. Um, now Lamar made some terrible throws. I will say that, but, and, and it just seems crazy that I get the heavily relying on the run, but you take away, you know, that 40-yard touchdown run by Lamar, 45-yard. I don't – I think they the life would have been sucked out of him. I mean, that was a huge play for him. And it just seems weird to – that their whole offense against a horrible defense couldn't do anything for that first quarter and a half. And it was just like – Yeah. No, it, I – but the, the thing about Lamar is all what it takes is one time. Well, like, and that's and, what I was going to say. That's why that was so exciting. Cause I haven't watched a lot of Ravens games. I just see the highlights of his runs. And when you just watch a highlight and know it's going to be the highlight, it's not anywhere near the same thing of watching a game, watching a team grind it out, like yard by yard by yard. And then seeing Jackson just take off like that when the defense thought they'd been playing so well up mm -hmm. until that point. And then it's like, man, one guy cut, cuts to the middle too much and he's just gone. Yeah, And that's, it was oh, and, and really I cool. mean, they because that read option, you have to account for that extra man. Because normally you play the run, you play, you know, you have the advantage because you're not accounting for the quarterback. But with the quarterback, that means you have to bring an extra guy in. Now, if Lamar could actually, like, hit some of those deep throws, that one interception he threw was just absolutely awful. Um, but I'm, I'm assuming that might have been a little nerves because that was that yeah, was, it was really just, bad. It was, it was just bad. Right away. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, I – also, okay, I want to get your opinion on the logo stamp stomping. Oh, that's, that, that was my second thing. I loved it. I, I, I loved it too. Love it. I, I love the rivalry. Like, yeah. let, them, let them hate each other. I hate – what I hate about it is that the, the Ravens tried to say it was like a team unity thing. No, we all know that it was a FU to the Titans. The Titans it did it to them. They did it back. I, it's well, as simple as that. It was funny reading that article because it's like, what, what the hell does that even mean? <laughs> It was, it was team unity. That's why we just decided to puncture the ball and just start giving everybody the finger. It's like, <laughs> what? Oh, that doesn't make any sense. But I love it too. 
because I don't know what happened in that first game, but to just start John at the coach, right? The, coach the coaches just got into it. it, and then they were like dancing all over theirs. I love that. And you could tell, even though he said they hadn't, or he said they hadn't planned it. And I kind of believe it because it didn't look like he quite knew what he was going to do. And he looks up and he has the ball and he, and then he just starts running. And I was like, Oh, as soon as he started running, I was like, Oh, that's logo. That's logo. I loved it. I thought that was very entertaining to watch. You know, that's, that's the stuff that like, when you look back at like the last dance and you see the like heatedness between the bulls and the pistons or the Lakers Celtics. And it's like, yeah, that's what you want in the playoffs. You want guys that hate each other. Like, it, it just makes it more interesting. Makes every play it, it more. Really interesting. does. It adds a whole storyline to it. So I liked it. All right. So uh, we're and we're just going to keep following the same format where we look at the team that lost heading into the future. Uh, so what did you think of, or what do you think it's next for the Titans? They got a lot of money locked up in Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, um, and I I actually think they're in trouble. Um, I think uh, to me, like th- this game kind of proved that. Now, granted, it's a lot tougher. It's a lot easier to say all what you have to do is stop Derrick Henry. Um, but I also just, I think that last year was kind of a, that was as good as it's going to get of getting to the championship game in a very tough uh, AFC. So, you know, they have the 22nd pick to meet their pass rush or their D line needs help for sure. Um, so I'm not sure on quite who to go after, but that's clearly they don't have anyone that can get after the quarterback, um, which is what they need if they're going to try and build up a lead and control the clock. Um, but offensively, I mean, they have a great O-line. They have the best running back in the NFL. They have a great wide receiver. I just don't know if like, I don't know if they have it. I feel like they're going to fall into that like wild card or just out of the wild card for the next couple of years. Yeah, I, I agree with a lot of that. I found myself, I'm not ready to say I think they're in trouble. I'm going to give it one more season because I think when your game plan, their formula on offense is to run the ball so much. And, you know, we saw it work in a lot of games, but Mm -hmm. that's much harder to do when your defense sucks. Yep. And I'm going to give them, like I said before, there were some cornerbacks out there. There's also a lot of defensive ends and outside linebackers that are free agents. Now the Titans, from what I saw, don't have a lot of money to work with, but um, like Bud Dupree, Shaquille Barrett, Jadavion Clowney, and Justin Houston are all free agents. And then there's another tier of defensive ends, all much cheaper, but there's like four or five that could help. And I think if they add a, a guy or two like that or a cornerback and one of those guys, I think my opinion on this team changes a little bit because if you have a better defense, you're able to then – the whole formula makes more sense. I mean, it's kind of like the yeah. Vikings when they had that lockdown defense and then they'd run and Kirk Cousins would just throw every once in a while. That's, I mean, that's just how you win. You need the defense that they don't have right now. Yeah, if that's the formula that you're going to use. Because Tannehill's not going to light it up. Like, no, and I think we, they just have too that. much money in those two guys to suddenly so, be like, well, let's blow it up. Yeah, my, my only concern is, and I know we talked about this last week, they just need Derrick Henry to stay at the the alien monster that he is. Because if he drops down to become like a good running back, that's where they become in trouble. So that's now granted, I'm not saying that I'm not betting against Derrick Henry after one bad game. I'm just saying that I get that's, what you mean. That they're they're very it's kind of like how the Packers used to be so reliant and they still are on Aaron Rodgers playing at an all-world level of the Titans are relying on Derrick Henry to rush for 200 yards a game. So yep. that that's my only concern with that team. I totally agree. All right, heading into the last AFC game, Browns beat Steelers. That was a really fun one all <laughs> over the place. Um, what did you think? Okay, so I want to preface it before I go into my whole thing. The Browns, it was awesome. Cleveland needed that. Um, and the Browns outplayed the Steelers through throughout the entire game. Now, now that I've said that, I can say whatever I want now, right? Um, but, I think that's how it works. But I think this game was more of the Steelers beat themselves than the Browns beat the Steelers. Because, I like, first of all, that first play of the game felt like that Super Bowl where they snapped it over Peyton Manning's head and then the Seahawks just ate the Broncos alive the rest of the game. And it just felt like you never 
like the Broncos never even had a chance. That's kind of the vibe I got from this. And especially Roethlisberger just made some terrible throws. Um, and also Cleveland was just, but a lot of those tip passes or a drop pass from, uh, or a tip pass from the Steelers receiver. It just felt like obviously a 28 zero hole is going to be too much to overcome, especially for a team that's struggling on offense. But mm-hmm. um, to me, it just felt like the, the Steelers just looked just completely demoralized after one minute of football. Yeah. I, I mean, I agree. And I think, you know, I wasn't on their bandwagon for those those end of the season there because you could tell their offense sucked. So like, and after were, losing those defensive guys like Dupree and Devin Bush, it wasn't the same. Like, it wasn't the Rams' defense. It was something no. like a. It was still a good defense, but it wasn't the one that was gonna like. You that can't completely win a game like by right. themselves almost. And it. So I wasn't surprised. I mean, I think we both still picked the Steelers last week, if I remember yep. correctly, but I'm not, I wasn't surprised like to see that because yeah. it was just like, there's something wrong with this team and you could see it towards the end. And before I'll, I'll get into that a little bit more when we talk about Steelers moving forward. But the other thing I wanted to bring up, did you see big Ben at the end of that game when he was crying? Oh, I didn't even see him crying. I just saw a shell shocked. Ben Roethlisberger sitting on the bleachers while the game ended. And like, it, I'm sorry, but it was funny. Like, I mean, that may have been his last game. Okay. So do you think so? Because I, I'm I, thinking I that game was think, so bad. It can't be. I, I think he comes back for he's his contract has another year. Um, and yeah, I, think I think with, with that type of defense, I think Ben is going to be like, okay, I can at least give it one more shot. Um, yeah, and I just think that was way too bad of a last, like, five games to be like, I'm ending on that. But I legitimately I also, think I that has to be a thing. I also don't know how much better he gets for him. Like, he looks Okay, this is going to sound so dumb, but don't you think it's almost, like, better to, like, oh, we didn't make the playoffs. Uh, we didn't play that. Like, we're, like, <laughs> nine and – Kind of end like seven without and nine. any focus on you. Or yes, anything like that. Exactly. To where it's not like, oh man, you just went out in a like ball of fire. It's I mean, just, just do like, it ah. do a Kobe season where you just don't give a shit about your team and then it's just, just like a bomb Hail Marys or just play. tell everyone, hey, this is my last year. And then yeah, week 17, when like when Kobe dropped 60 on the jazz because he took like 50 shots, just have Ben Roethlisberger throw for 700 yards. Yep. <laughs> that would you know that'd be entertaining. <laughs> That'd be yeah, really they beat beat the Bengals in a shootout that goes into like double overtime or <laughs> something like that. <laughs> All right, so with that, we're kind of already looking ahead on the QB situation. What else do you think is ahead for the Steelers? What's next? Right, so they they have the twenty fourth pick in the draft. Um, I think they need to. Their offensive line is atrocious, and the reason that their offense sputtered is because they can't run the ball. So I think they need to go either offensive lineman in that or. Najee Harris from Alabama Um, because James Conner might not be coming back. I don't think the Steelers should overpay for James Conner as a running back. Um, And Najee Harris is an explosive like Alabama running back. We've seen them be successful in the NFL. So I would be very interested if they took him there um, or they just need to give big Ben a little bit more time. So he's not pressured and making some of those bad decisions that he makes. Um, Cause they have the wide receivers, they have the weapons and defensively, you know, they might lose Bud Dupree, but defensively they're going to still be set. And Mike Tomlin, I still believe is a great coach. So, you know, they're going to be competitive as long as they have Tomlin in that defense. So I think trying to get a run game so they can kind of do what the Titans do or do what all of these other Ravens, Titans, really anyone other than like the chiefs or bills that are lighting it up through the air, but be one of those defensive run teams. Yeah. I like that. And and I guess with my thoughts, I didn't I didn't dive into too much of how bad their line is. And to me watching it, I kind of it just reminded me of the Packers in McCarthy's last years where it was just shotgun, hope you hope Big Ben can do something or our receivers get open. So mm-hmm. I actually focused a little more on like, let's get different play calling in there. Whoever's I don't know who their play caller is on offense, but I think something has to change there. But but the thing is, that being said, I didn't focus on the fact that they couldn't run at all. 
So yeah, and, and that to me is if you're able to run the ball a little bit, then that opens that up. probably opens it up because yeah. he's Ben was still throwing it like he's one of the uh, fastest like release time or like snap to throws in the in the league this year because him and Brady are just trying to get rid of it before being touched. But mm-hmm. I, I think with any sort of run game that should be able to open up their receivers a bit. Yep. I totally agree. All right. Any last thoughts on AFC? Nope. All right. We are going to turn to the NFC games though. We had a really, really exciting game. Couldn't take my eyes off at Rams beating the Seahawks. Obviously I'm kidding. That game was very hard to watch. But I guess somewhat interesting because it was so close the whole time. But at the same time, nobody was ever doing anything. Um, what did you think of this game? Um, I just – I don't understand what the Seahawks have been doing for the past couple of years from a GM perspective. And John Schneider is usually a really good – or has been heralded as a great GM. Uh, but the C- – like Tyler Lockett even said that <laughs> – they should have been running the ball more. Like if your wide receiver is saying we should be running the ball more, you should probably be running the ball more. Um, but they just, they don't have the guys up front to do it. And it's, it's just ugly football. Like Russell Wilson is just for the past five years of his career has been chased around and they just are like, Oh, well we have Russell Wilson. So we don't need to get offensive linemen. Um, and you're looking at, look at all these teams that lost this week, like the Steelers, the Seahawks, the bears, the Washington, like they all have terrible offensive lines. I, I, there's quite a trend going that on time there. and time again. Yeah. But I found it, uh, I mean, you have a good point, but I also heard from, um, who was it? Is it Warren? Warren Sharp was on Bill Simmons podcast. Mm-hmm. He was saying the problem actually was that they started trying to run more and they just couldn't do anything. When those first six weeks, they just let Russell, they were like, yeah, we can't run. You're going to do whatever. And it worked out way better that way, which you know, maybe it comes to the same conclusion where like the Steelers, they become one dimensional. And I mm-hmm. understand that, but on some level that started working better than let's just keep trying to run when we know we don't have the guys to do. Yeah. It. I mean, cause when everyone was saying let Russ cook and he was the MVP candidate, that was also Russell Wilson playing 110% of his capacity. Like can Russell Wilson actually do that for a whole like span of a playoff series like that would be my question. It's asking a lot, yeah. Because then he's facing a great defense every single week. Now, granted, he's facing the Rams' defense, who are great, but man, I mean, he's really struggled against them. So they really just had nothing on offense. And defensively, Jamal Adams was just beat up, and he's really their only defender on that team. Yeah, so, only guy. I mean, Bobby Wright's good, and Bo- or Bobby Wagner's good, but and he got hurt. I like yeah. So it, court. you know. <laughs> Really not much of the Rams other than the Seahawks just sucked. Yeah, and so what do you think's next? Because I honestly have – I don't know for this team. It feels – I know Metcalf is very good, and I know you just brought up the offensive line, So, and I put maybe O-line, but again, like, they're def- – I, I almost think it's like a scheme thing. They just don't know what they're so, going for anymore. And here's the biggest problem. They don't have a first-round pick this year because they traded it for Jamal Adams. So they kind of oh, went wow. in a – they. They, cause they always go in that like win now mode. Um, so I think they need to do the Packers strategy of take three offensive linemen in rounds four, five, and six, and just hope that one of those guys can be a starting caliber offensive lineman. And like, granted, they, they also, they just are losing in the trenches, which is opposite of what Seattle has been known for, for the past decade, but their run defense is getting beat up. They can't get any pass rush at all. And then offensive line is just terrible. So for me, it's you need to find those big hefties that can let your skill guys, because they have skill guys. They just need to. Yeah, definitely. They just need to give them some room to have open space on offense and defense. Um, so, you know, I think it. they just need to absolutely load up with the big hefties. Yeah, I like that. And what's interesting, too, I and the other thing I put down was defensive guys, same as the other teams. And you've even said O-line a few times on these other teams. If there are decent O-line free agents and with these defensive guys, I think there's going to be a lot of people getting like a lot of money compared to maybe what they would normally just because. Compared to other positions this year, because I think COVID is going to hurt in terms of contracts. No, I know. 
so I guess what I'm saying is like a guy who shouldn't get X amount of money for X amount of years is going to yep. get that like too much I, yes, because I agree. there's so many teams that are so close and I don't, yep. I feel like it's not always like that. And so these teams are like, man, we, we actually do just need to add a few pieces and I think we could be there. And so there's, there's like three or four teams fighting for that and there's not enough guys. So I think yep. we're going to, Unless we unless we see the Chiefs absolutely destroy everyone in the playoffs, there's not a dominant team like what the Patriots have been for years. So it's it's anyone's ball. It's nice that the NFL and NBA are kind of similar in that fashion. Exactly. All right. Turn into the next game. Buccaneers and the Washington football team. What do you think? Uh, First off, thank goodness that the NFC East is finally out of the NFL for this season because they just suck. They just really suck. <laughs> I mean, Dude, Ro- I was surprised at how much I enjoyed watching, watching. Uh, okay. Washington I, I did enjoy that, but I am also very glad I don't have to watch them anymore. Yes. Um, it, it was kind of nice to see on a one week basis. And uh, I, I hope Heineke stays in the NFL. Um, Cause he was Dude. just a blast to watch. But my big takeaway is the NFC East absolutely made us think that the Seahawks were a good team. They absolutely made us think that the Pittsburgh Steelers were a good team. The Cardinals ended up with a good record because they got to face the NFC East. Like all, you look at the two best divisions in the NFL, you're looking at the NFC West and the AFC North. What did both those divisions have in common? They got to play the NFC East. So there was a lot of standings inflation in my mind because teams – got to play against a sorry, sorry division. Um, I mean, Ron Rivera is the longest tenured coach in the NFC East. That's how bad that division is. Yeah. I mean, I, I totally agree. You even started saying this like three or four weeks ago Mm -hmm. that those teams might have good records, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're that great. Yeah. Like, could you imagine what the dolphins would do if they were in the NFC East instead of the AFC East? They'd be freaking oh, 14 and two. Yeah. <laughs> They'd be so pumped. Yeah. So anyways, um, I, I really didn't have, I mean, the Buccaneers looked pretty scary or not like super scary, but I just don't like seeing Brady advance in the playoffs is really what it came down to. Yeah. And I agree with that. But I think again, they look, they have flaws just like other teams. I mean, they just yep. sometimes can't do anything with the ball. So it's kind of interesting. The one thing I wanted to add before we look to the Washington football team was, it's interesting to me. We obviously have no knowledge of what these guys are like in real life, but the team loved Heineke so much. I mean, mm-hmm. that was crazy. Like to see, you know, with the whole Haskins thing and yeah. just everything that's happened at quarterback there, but all these guys, I mean, this guy clearly has something because they loved him. You could, it, there was like an energy to how they were playing and maybe it was just the playoffs, but I think would, it, I, I think it was just a ton of like, they're playing with house money this whole season. Like they were supposed to be terrible. Like mm-hmm. they were supposed to be like two and 14 or three and 13. They somehow got into the playoffs and this kid is just like, there's no Excuse scouting me, report on him, And it's just like, he gets to do whatever he wants for a game. So yeah. it was, it was fun to see that. And did you see that rushing touchdown where he dives at the end and hits the mm-hmm. pylon? Ace Young's coming up, just pointing at yep. his, <laughs> his jersey. I love that. I mean, it was cool. It's just I, like, I think I think he gets a, a backup quarterback contract because of that game. Oh, definitely. I, I don't think I don't think they name him the starter because I think long term I don't know what his ceiling is, but but I think he earned himself a backup quarterback spot. Yep. I totally agree. All right. Looking at Washington moving forward, they also have a little quarterback situation. Um, what do you think they need or what do you think they're gonna do? Yeah, to me, I mean, they have the number 19 pick. They have the best pick out of any playoff team, uh, obviously. Um, But I think they need to seriously look at if Trey Lance or Mac Jones fall down to 19 because they need a quarterback. They have a running back. They have a wide receiver that's great. They have a defense that's awesome. Um, They're just – you know, a stud quarterback away. So if they think that either of those guys are a stud, I think you pull the trigger. Otherwise, I'm not really sure where you go with with that pick. You keep developing in the trenches or D-line. I think D-line, they're set. I I won't 
continue adding to that, but maybe pick a, so scary. Maybe pick another wide receiver just to like at they just need some more points or they just need the offense to control the ball a little bit more. Um, and to me, I think that's quarterback, but you just need to find a way to make your offense a little more explosive. I agree. And I'm wondering, they've got $40 million in cap space. Are you thinking Bridgewater? No, I'm thinking Dak. He hasn't been oh. signed yet. This is a solid team that is in a horrible division, but that defense is frightening. I think Rivera is the man. I think Antonio Gibson, solid. McLaren, good. Mm-hmm. Um, just get a quarterback in there. They have the money for it. I think, I don't know. I, I think that'd be awesome. If you're that team, you saw how close you were to getting a playoff win and you, you're definitely not that great yet. You have a lot of young guys. I would just pay for a sure thing. I mean, if you have the money, cause you could, you could draft one of those and then draft a wide receiver, like you said, cause drafting a quarterback, it just feels like too long-term. Yeah, too long-term, and you have literally – we've seen so many guys crash and burn that it's like you're in a sol- – I think they're in a good spot right now. Yep. I don't, I'd kind of go for it. The, the one thing about well, – I don't know. Is Alex Smith going to keep playing? I don't know. It said He said he's going to take some time to think about it. That's going to be interesting because if you do draft a rookie, you could have the whole Alex Smith trains his successor again because he's done that everywhere else he's gone. That's actually but, not – that's not bad. You know, maybe a mid-season starter at that point. You know, have Alex Smith just train Mac Jones, something like that. But I, I agree with you. They, they just need a quarterback. Quarterback's their answer. Yep. I actually like that. That's a solid where they kind of get the best of both worlds. They'll get a young guy on a cheap contract, but just get one more year to bide their time. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of into that. Yeah, see if Alex Smith can just game manage a couple wins at the beginning and see if your guy's ready. I, I like that know. a lot. That's I my like that GM hat. Nice. <laughs> nice GM hat, Austin. Thanks, man. Okay. We're going into the last game. Saints beat the Bears. What did you think? Bears are terrible. That, well, what's your take? I hate talking about the Bears. Yeah, I thought this was a horrible game. The only other thing I want to add is it's clear that Breeze is borderline terrible, too. I, yep. I mean, he can't throw. We've been yeah, saying that every and, week. And that's why I would love for him to beat Brady and then come to Lambeau field where he has to throw in 20 degree weather. So if we, if we take care of business, but um, I, I don't know. Saints have a good defense. Bears just have a terrible team, terribly coached, terribly managed, terribly executed. They're just bad. Wow. It was bad. I, I stopped watching. It was just after that drop, it was like, okay, that, if he catches that trick play pass that's a bomb to the end zone, I think maybe it's a different game and maybe it's close. But as soon as that one was dropped, it just felt like, well, that was your like big momentum changer and you didn't get it. So, so it sounds like you might be kind of with me here. I'm going to b- give you my what's next take for the Bears first because there's nothing else to talk about in that game. Uh, so they don't have much cap space to work with. They're actually in the negative right now. Granted, it's not by a lot, but they, they don't have a lot of money to work with. I legitimately think they need to just start trading people away and completely rebuild. I think this is, this team to me is more on the precipice of being absolutely garbage than the Titans. And Mm -hmm. I think you've got to, you got to get some stuff back now because I don't see them going anywhere. I, I think the pretty much the worst thing that happened to them is how good their defense played two years ago. Cause it was so like the amount of turnovers that they got two years ago where it was just, it, it, that's unsustainable. And so it made everyone think, Oh, this team is just like a little bit of offense away from the Super Bowl. No, they were never, it, it was just their defense was getting an insane amount of turnovers and then yeah, last, like that was one of those things where they needed their offense to be competent that year in yep. order to be the team that like it, popped ex- off. Exactly. Cause then they lost a few pieces and then they started to regress. And then this year, now the argument you could make is that defense is still good and they could be better if they have any sort of offense that can like actually score some points or make the other team have to like change their game plan at all. Um, 
but they don't have that. So now hear me out. I think the bears should try and draft or sign about five more tight ends. Cause I don't think they signed or drafted yeah. enough this last year. They don't have quite enough. I think I'm pretty sure you brought it up too, that they must be going for a full 11 tight ends on offense. It's positionless football. Mm-hmm. Like they're taking a page from the NBA playbook. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Tight ends can put pl- tight ends can do anything. We've they seen them play basketball. Anything. We've seen, you know, Logan Thomas can throw the football a little bit, maybe get him at quarterback, get Gronkowski at running back, get Waller at tight end. You know, I like it. I don't know. I, that team is just gar. I, no, I, you got to let Mitch Trubisky go. Um, maybe you go for Trey Lance as a, if he falls, I don't think he even falls to them at the 20th pick. Um, I think they're screwed. I seriously yeah, I, think they're screwed. I, I don't know what they can do. And I don't really like their coaching or their management. So it's, I, I would love for them to just continue to suck. Um, I yeah. thought I had one more. Th- oh, last thought I had uh, Jimmy Graham's quote about how at the beginning of the season, I'm bringing it up again because yep. it needs to be brought up anytime we talk about Jimmy Graham from now on, how he left a team that was a game away from the Super Bowl and went to the Bears and said how much better it was that they are looking towards the Super Bowl and that's their only goal. Uh, I mean, listen, it didn't even make sense when he said it. So. No, and everyone was like, wait, what? Like, if maybe if he went to the Vikings, who were supposed to be good this year, but he, I don't know. You don't say that after you're a game away from like that's the closest he's ever been to the Super Bowl. Yeah. That was weird. Um, <laughs> but glad he brought it back up. Um I feel like there's one other thing I wanted to add about the Bears, too. I All think right, it's, I got it's it was just, you know, as great as the Nickelodeon broadcast was, I feel bad for the kids that their first game had to be that. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> What a horrible football game. Okay. <laughs> um, we're going to go into our players of the week quickly, and then we'll take a little break before looking to next week. So off for offensive player of the week, I'll, I'll go first for this one. I picked Heineke, and it's nice. just strictly based on – I had a lot of fun watching him, and I know I already said it, but just the energy of the guys all around him that – touchdown run where there was still a, like, he just felt like, Oh my God, he, they might win. Like they actually have a shot and they, he kept him at that point the whole game. And I think if there had been like a turnover or something, we, it, it was possible. So I found it exciting to watch given how much everybody thought they were just going to get just destroyed. And he just, he looked, he looked good. I found it entertaining. It was a fun game. I love that. Um, I went with, as my honorable mentioned, Cam Akers for the Rams. Cause oh, he, he was playing so well. He just carried them. Um, uh, but I went with Josh Allen. Just, we discussed it before. I think I've picked him like every other week. So I'd, I mean, really, and I was awesome hoping year. that you would pick him Cause I just, we've talked about him so much. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. See, I, and that's how I felt about everybody in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Obviously they're the best guys. So that's why I was like, oh, I'm going with Heineke. That's a fun <laughs> I one. I like that one. All right, who do you have for defense? Uh, defense, my honorable mention is Micah Hyde because Ooh. former Packer, he was playing well, had the final knockdown of the pass in that game. Um, and I remember always, being so bummed when we lost him. Oh, I know. He can do everything. The thing is, like, I saw Twitter blowing up of, like, why didn't we re-sign Micah Hyde, which, yes, we should have re-signed him, but I also love our safeties, so I can't really – it's kind of like, oh, we should have drafted TJ Watt, and it's like, well – but now we have Zadarius Smith. So like, I, yeah. I'm, no, I'm okay. I, with, I know what you mean. I'm okay with where it ended up, but yeah, we should have done both those. Um, but yeah, love Micah Hyde. I want to hear your defender before I give mine. I'm going Ramsey. Okay, I think that's, that's who I went to. Just locking people down. And the fact that it's, it's clearly it got in Metcalf's head. I mean, that man was yeah. so pissed for two quarters. Well, and I think it's in Russell's head too. He's afraid to throw to Ramsey. Like yeah. hundred percent. And the, the big play that only big play Metcalf had was because that, I don't remember which guy, like what his name is, but the safety bit on thinking Russell was running. And mm-hmm. so Metcalf then just changed the route he was doing and went deep and just completely wide open. So yeah. that wasn't Ramsey's fault. Cause there should have been a guy back there, but man, that's a, I mean, that just, I love a lockdown cornerback. 
That's probably one of my favorite positions. Yep. Especially when they got the cockiness like that. Exactly. That I love it. it. I absolutely love it. Um, I didn't really have any other honorable mentions though. Yeah. It's just guy that I liked. All right. We're going to take a quick break and then we'll come back and talk about the AFC games next week and then the NFC ones. And we are back looking ahead to next week's matchups, starting with the AFC, looking at the Browns at Chiefs. Austin, who are you picking for this, and how do you think the game's going to go? Yeah, I'm picking the Chiefs over the Browns big. I think it's going to be multiple scores um, in terms of the difference, and I think Cleveland just spent all of its emotional energy um, on their last game. Oh, one thing I wanted to cover about Cleveland, this whole notion that like, Oh, practices or coaches don't matter because the Browns just won a game without their head coach or without a lot of practices is really starting to bother me as a football coach. I didn't even see that. I've heard it in the NFL uh, ringer podcast, as well as like Bomani Jones and a couple people on ESPN are talking about. Now I understand practices. You don't necessarily need to be, banging shoulder pads as much this late into the season. Cause you already know what you're doing. Um, but I also feel like this is such a small sample size and also the Steelers snap the ball into the end zone on the very first play of the game. That usually makes it a lot easier to win. Um, and through four interceptions. So for the people being like, Oh, this is proof that like, you don't need to practice as much. Can we hold off on that? Cause that's seems pretty f- ridiculous. Um, but anyways, I think, I think the chiefs win big Andy Reed is so good off a of bye, and Mahomes is the best, most talented quarterback along with Rogers in the league. I totally agree. And even though we've seen Baker make some strides, I just think that the formula we've seen from the Browns all year is not built for being down 10 to 14 points. And I think that's mm-hmm. going to happen relatively quickly. And then from there, just going to spiral out of control. Um, yep. So, yeah, that one was easy. Nice. <laughs> um, next up, Ravens at Bills. This one should be a little more interesting. What do you, Who do you got? I'm assuming we're going to disagree on this one because I'm all in on the Ravens at this point. I think Calais Campbell played really well against the run. Um, and just the way that their team is looking, I know they had a stretch against some really bad teams that made them look like they were suddenly winning again. But I also think that comes into play of just building confidence and – um, like that, that defense has some energy. So I, you know, Josh Allen will, if you pressure him enough, like he's doing it less and less now, um, but he will make a mistake here and there. So that's really what the focus has to be for the Ravens is try and get Josh Allen to, you know, he almost did it against the, um, against the Colts when he fumbled that ball. Um, at the end of the game when they were trying to pretty much run out the clock. Oh yeah, man. He, and he did like, like the same was, thing in that Texans game last year where he just like chucked it. And it was like, what the, he should have just gone yeah. down. <laughs> and and my thought is like, if you're the Ravens, you just need to get him to try and force it like that. Just one or two times. Um, and also just triple teams to find digs. But so there's a lot of things that need to happen, but I think the Ravens get it done here. Yeah. I'm going bills. Um, I'm just not as high on the rate. I'd like to see either, obviously one of them is going to win, but I'm just going to be happy for whoever wins this game, either for, Lamar's playoff resume or Josh Allen's. And I think both Mm -hmm. these teams are fun to watch. So overall, I don't really have like a strong opinion, but I'm going bills because like I said earlier, I just think Ravens rely too much on that big play. And it's possible that we just don't see it because we saw a number of games early in the season where he just couldn't make it happen or he was trying to make too much happen. And I think it's possible that that happens again. Mm -hmm. I think the bills have um, a little much better cornerbacks and a passing defense than the Titans. So that'll be even tougher and their passing already looked bad. And I just think, and this is solely based on the last, just kind of the commentators for that Titans games, but they were talking about how Marcus Peters has a pretty easy way to take advantage of him. And for some reason the Titans weren't doing it. And part of it was because of their matchups, but I think Josh Allen's going to be able to take 
advantage of that a lot more yeah. than Tannehill. And so if there is an advantage to be had, I think this will be a fun, close game, but I'm going Bills. Yep. And the key for the Bills is to build a lead. Like it's all about the start. I think whichever team starts out hot, you know, that's going to make it way easier because. Yeah. And that's kind of the, tr- I guess that's another reason I'm picking the Bills is the Ravens did not start out hot in this last game. So mm-hmm. I'm not betting on them being able to, I don't know. I just, against a team as good as the Bills, I don't think the formula right now, the Ravens aren't looking so explosive that they'll just roll over them. Yep. That's, that's completely fair. I think that one's going to be the closest one out of any of these matchups. Yeah, I think so too. All right, let's turn to the NFC. We got Bucks at Saints. Yeah, this one I think is the other close one, but I actually, I have the Buccaneers. Um, I just, I don't trust Drew Brees to be able to outscore Tom Brady. Um, And Brady is actually able to throw it beyond 20 yards, which I just, unless Drew Brees has a running head start, I don't see him doing it that very often. Now the saints have all their pieces back with Kamara and uh, Thomas and all that, which they haven't really been all playing together very much this season at all. Um, So that is a huge help for them, but I don't know. I think the Buccaneers have a certain swagger about them and the whole, it's tough to beat a team three times. It's especially tough beating Tom Brady three times. Um, So as much as I want to see the saints win, I think the Buccaneers find a way. Yeah. I don't, I don't think I have anything to have. That's almost word for word. What I was going to say, hope the saints (laughs) win, but I think the bucks are the better team and have just more firepower on both sides. Mm -hmm. Cause even uh, I guess I'll just add the, it was like midway point in the season. I pointed out that I thought the saints defense was pretty good, you know, a little scary, but then towards the end, they, it just kind of seems like they lost steam. I don't know. I didn't pay attention enough to know if there were injuries or not, but I don't know. I think I, I just wouldn't feel good if I didn't pick the bucks. So. Yeah. And, and Devin white coming back is going to be a huge, uh, huge bonus for the Buccaneers because he is arguably their best defender. So. Oh yeah. I, I would say easily. Who else well, is in look, that conversation? Levante David is pretty good as well. It's both oh, their inside backers. So um, I guess almost because it's the same position, I was just kind of like those guys. Yeah. Like that yeah. guy. Yeah. No, <laughs> well, I, I think that was a huge reason why Washington was able to get in a rhythm is because there wasn't that other piece of the two inside backers. Um, but yeah, either way, I could see the saints winning it just because you just have to pressure Brady and that's, that's the key to any way really any type of game you want to win, you want to pressure the quarterback, but Brady, especially you have to be able to pressure him without blitzing. So that's going to be the key for the saints. I agree. So let's turn to the main event. The reason we're all here, the only game we really want to talk about Rams at Packers. Um, I'll start with my thoughts on this one. I think this is going to be a really fun game. We get to see our high powered offense against a incredible defense I don't think we've heard yet about Aaron Donald's status. It's the last I've heard is that uh, they're feeling good about him playing. Okay. That's good. Cause I don't want any sort of anybody saying, yeah, (laughs) when we absolutely destroy their souls, I don't want anybody thinking it's because of somebody being hurt, but I think our high powered offense is going to be super fun to watch against that defense. I think at times we'll struggle. I mean, that's just going to happen. But more importantly, I think our defense turned a corner those last couple of weeks. We finally stopped the run relatively on a couple teams. And so I think it's going to be fun to have our defense gain some confidence, like a defense that everybody thinks is subpar. And granted, I know they're not top tier, but we have some very good players. And I think they are just going to smack down this struggling offense of the Rams because they can't put up points. And I don't care how good the Rams defense is. Our offense has shown that we're capable of putting up points. So I think we're going to smack them down. What do you think? The key is don't let the Rams defense score. Yes. <laughs> that's, yeah, 100%. that's half of their points right there. Um, Cause I am with you. I think the way our defense is playing, especially with those young linebackers, that's going to be the key. Can we stop cam Akers with Barnes and Kamal Martin and Christian Kirksey? Can they get involved? Can they shed blocks and get to, cause the Rams have a good offensive line and they like to, 
use the same type of motions that we use on offense to get you looking in the wrong direction. So if we can make Jared Goff try to be like the (laughs) make Jared Goff beat us is really the key because if Jared Goff is going to be throwing the ball in Lambeau field with a broken thumb where they were nervous to start him in this last game, like I, I really think there's going to be, he's going to throw a bad ball every fifth pass. Yeah. So that's like this, the Rams coaches were saying that themselves, that they were afraid to play him because like he'd make three good throws and then one would just be like a, well, did you see him try to give a thumbs up on the (laughs) bench after playing for like a quarter? He couldn't lift his thumb up. I was like, I mean, there were, there were some throws where you saw it come off and it was just, it wasn't a quarterback throw. It was like, so and I know we, I know we aren't golf fans, but I thought he was getting a little too much flack for some of those throws that I was seeing. Cause it's like, listen, we can all agree. He's not good, but for right now in this game, the man's playing with a destroyed thumb. Yeah. I don't know. But no, like, it's, he's not a hundred percent and it's yeah. on his throwing hand. Like, and, and they don't have know, anybody else left on the roster. Right. I, found that, so, I thought that was so weird. So that that's where to me, like that's, and especially if he doesn't have Cooper cup, like, it's going to be, we just have to stop the run. And the only thing that I'm worried about is the trap mentality of us looking ahead to the Buccaneers or something. The good thing about that is we play on Saturday. So we're not even going to know like who wins the other matchup. So, you know, number one offense versus number one defense, let's go get it. I'm excited for it. I yeah, think exactly. I think te- that's gonna be technically so- it's going to be just awesome to watch Corey Lindsley and Elton Jenkins against Aaron Donald. I'm going to like every time the Packers have the ball, that's going to be the first part of the play that I watch. I'm going to watch what does Aaron Donald do? And then I'm immediately going to turn my eyes to Devontae Adams versus Jalen Ramsey, because those two matchups are just going to be from a pure football perspective. That is what you want to see. Like, and I best on best. And I have two things to add kind of based or off of that. We're obviously where we are now. We don't have Bakhtiari that makes me a little more concerned going mm-hmm. up against a team like this with such a great D line. But man, if he was in this game, that'd be even more fun to watch just right. that extra dynamic of such a great pass blocker. But um, I want, I want to see Devonte Adams destroy Ramsey. I want to see him <laughs> absolutely just like ankle breaker. Yeah. Just, yeah. And just kind of the almost opposite of what happened last weekend where we see Ramsey like screaming and yelling on the, sidelines because he's so upset because Devonte is catching everything because Rogers is throwing it only to where he can catch it and I'm just excited even if it doesn't happen quite like that like these these matchups are awesome I'm very yep. pumped no the, the dream scenario is Rogers throws it so well that Jalen Ramsey even playing perfect defense like they're both diving Ramsey gets up and starts like smack talking because he just played perfect defense and then Devonte just lifts up the ball and is like yeah I just caught that and that's exactly that's what's going to happen on the very first drive. And Ramsey's going to go, Oh man, this is what I'm in for. So yeah, this is very different. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, I'm picking the Packers to win this one. Um, yep. But I, I do think, I think it's within seven to 10 points um, and 10 points being on a very good day for the pack. Nice. I like it. Do you have anything else to add on either AFC or NFC? Nope. All right. I have a brief cup of Joe for you before we get to your venti minute. It's kind of twofold. Number one, I guess this isn't really a take, but look out for the Patriots, man. I'm not giving up for next year. They've got a lot of money to work with and I'm just believing in Belichick to make some moves happen. There's, there's a weird amount of solid quarterbacks left out there. They've got uh, plenty of money to boost both some, you know, there's a few wide receivers out there. Some of their defense, I I can't tell you what's going to happen, but I think something exciting is going to come of this Patriots team, which is going to make that AFC East awesome to watch next year. Can I tell you what's going to happen? Yes. It's going to be because Nick's – actually, this will get into my venti minute a little bit. Nick Saban and Bill Belichick are friends, okay? Okay. Let's establish that. Alabama. Established. Alabama absolutely destroys Ohio State tonight makes Justin Fields look just terrible in a national championship game. Okay. 
suddenly NFL teams going, oh, I don't know about this Fields kid. He falls all the way down to number 15. Bill Belichick goes, okay, Nick Saban, is this, like, is he actually legit? Saban goes, yeah, we just have a dominant freaking Alabama team. He had no help. We stopped the run game. We knew exactly what they were going to do. Belichick gets Justin Fields. Suddenly there's an all-star quarterback again in New England. That's, I love it. I mean, that's what I'm saying. And I think you could get to, you could get to that type of scenario a million different ways. That's why I think that they're yep. going to be. Well, gonna be I mean, the dude plays. The dude is playing chess when everyone's playing checkers. So, I yeah, you can't count that team out. Especially like they just haven't had a quarterback. They're and half of their team opted out, and they still ended up like almost in the playoffs. So, you know, it was it was the perfect season for Belichick to be like, okay, let's just re like. Let's just blow it up and we can still like compete, but we'll start adding some pieces now. Yeah. And, and they, they had to be bad at some point, just given the fact that they kept signing free agents and giving away draft picks. Like you had exactly. to have a down year and, eventually. And I think it's crazy just kind of looking at, and I know I'm just basing it mainly on seeing the aggregate number of how much space they have or like where their picks are, but it's crazy that the, the potential is there that it was one bad year and they're going to be right back to being at least solid next year. When you look at like what we just talked about with the bears, where it's like, where the hell do they go from here? Like this is going to crash and burn, but I just don't think that's going to happen with the Patriots. So I think that's cool. No, they've Um, they've established the culture and the foundations where they can never be like a true. I didn't, yeah. And I, I didn't mean to compare them to the bears, but but just in terms of being down for a while, a little mini backup cup of Joe, little, uh, Espresso, little little espresso, yeah, 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 something like that. Um, I think Dak not going Cowboys. Think he's going Colts, Patriots, or Washington Football Team. Those are my top. I don't know why you go that to a team that wouldn't re- team that wouldn't resign you. You fucking break your ankle, I, or destroy your ankle. I mean, whatever that was, it was disgusting. I don't even want to think about it. And. McCarthy looks horrible. That offense was bad. Your lines beat up Elliot. Who knows what's going on there? I would get out of there. I call me crazy. I would get the heck out of there. I don't know. The, I get, I guess they have good wide receivers, but the wide receivers, are I'm good. sticking with it. The I'm line, getting the heck out of Dallas. The line was super hurt this year. I think all what it takes is one video of Dak Prescott walking again. And Jerry Jones is going to sign him. I think that's all what it takes. They saw what happens when they don't have a good quarterback. Their whole team falls apart. Dak was making up for a bad defense and bad rest of the team. I So that is a hot take. I'll, I'll give you that. Hey, I'm just saying I'd decline it. I'd go elsewhere. <laughs> I'm done with Dallas. Yeah. That, I mean, Dallas, you'll get a ton more money for staying there, though. But from a Would you? football – Oh, sponsorship-wise and no income taxes in Texas? Yeah. He's, oh, that's that's interesting. I you got to think next level. Either here. of those. Okay, <laughs> Austin. Let's go. That was wow. I got goosebumps. Hey, man. It, that's the insider information that you get from a southern southern <laughs> insider. You just cooled my take so fast. <laughs> oh man. All right. Let's. Was that your venti minute, or you got something else to go? On? Uh, no, but I'll keep my venti minute really short. In three, two, one, uh, we're recording this on Monday before the national championship, Bama versus Ohio State. I think Ohio State relies way too much on the run, and that's how they beat Clemson, and that's how they beat Northwestern. I think Bama knows this and will be able to stop or at least slow down the running game, making it a lot tougher. Justin Fields had a really tough time against Northwestern and Indiana. I think that's what Alabama is going to be able to recreate. And then that Alabama offense is just too much. Um, so I think Alabama wins in a big fashion. Pat, what's what's your prediction for that? I I mean, I agree with that, but I don't want to. I'm going to be rooting for Ohio State, even though I don't like Ohio State either. But I hate both of them. But I hate both of them. And I just think this is good. I don't know. It's the same thing year after year. It's one team crushes the other. I know we've seen a few close ones. I, I'm not into college football this year, so I, I'm just not interested. I think you're right. Alabama crushes them. Yep. And then that way, AM only lost to the champs. So that's another claim that I get to have. Exactly. <laughs> I love it. 
All right. Well, thank you everybody for listening. Um, we will come back next week, hopefully with some good vibes after a great Packer win. We'll see you guys next week.